Bread aisle, are you ready to rock? Dave's Killer Bread is the country's number one organic bread for a reason. Always delivering killer taste, killer texture, and killer nutrition. This isn't bread. This is bread amplified. This is the Greg Scheinman Podcast. The Greg Scheinman Podcast. Brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. All right, joining me today is Joe Rosa. Joe is the founder of Avalanche Food Group, which he founded in 2009 with his brothers, John and Ricky. Uh, together, they own and operate Twin Peaks restaurants in Houston, Corpus, and Indianapolis. Uh, these guys are friends of mine. They are clients. Joe and his brothers I've had the privilege to get to know and work with over the years and have watched them grow their business. We're sitting around, we're going to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, the challenges, the pros and cons of the franchise model, working with family, and uh, where the Brothers Rosa are heading in the future as they continue to build their company. So, Joe, welcome to the Greg Scheinman Podcast. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, so fill me in a little bit on how you first got into, into the restaurant business. Uh, well, grew up in the restaurant business. Uh, Mom and Dad, uh, we're Italian, so... Uh, too bad you can't see my hands. I'm always moving my hands around here. But, um, but we grew up in the restaurant business. Uh, I was nine years old. Uh, Mom and Dad had a restaurant in, uh, on Bel Air Boulevard. And uh, so I had the luxury of going from school to, to work, washing dishes, and uh, kind of growing up a lot differently than most nine-year-olds, uh, being the oldest of the three, John and Ricky. Um, I got to go to work. They got to go play. I remind them that all the time. Um, but, you know, growing up in the restaurant business is uh, it's a, it's a, it's a different life. Uh, it's not nine to five. Uh, you're doing things when most people are, are asleep and, uh, and vice versa. So it's, uh, it's a different life and it's, it, it, you know, it takes a lot of, uh, out of family and, and it, quite frankly, it works best with a family in my opinion. When did, you, uh, when did you decide that having grown up in the business that, that you were going to pursue it as a career you know, yourself? That, that those hours, those weekends, that type of thing, that, that worked for you, you know, for something you wanted to do professionally? It really didn't, Greg. Uh, gr- growing up in the restaurant business, when I got to be 18, 19 years old, and we had a restaurant in Sugar Creek. It was a white tablecloth restaurant. And uh, one of its first in Sugar Land at the time in 1986. And... Um, kind of forced to, to work in a different scale. And my dad says, you're in charge of the front of the house, I'm in charge of the back. And it's like, okay, I'm 19 years old and I've never done this before. It's like, oh. So um, shortly after we opened, about uh, two years later, uh, the oil bust that occurred in Houston, uh, the restaurant went belly up. Um, dad lost his life savings. Uh, as a family, we went through some tough times for two and a half years, uh, watching your mom and dad stay at home, do a whole lot of nothing because he was overqualified to go anywhere else to work. And uh, John and Ricky, you know, being the younger brothers, you know, they really, Ricky was nine and John was 14. So, uh, you know, it was tough. Um, It left me with a real, real bad taste in my mouth that I would never get in the restaurant business. So I pursued at that point uh, prior to the restaurant actually closing, I pursued getting my real estate license and my securities license and insurance license. Um, I gravitated to real estate and uh, did real estate, started doing real estate in 1987, 
So I just uh, celebrated my 30th year this last March. And I always told my family, the only way I'm going to get back in the restaurant business, quite frankly, it's got to be something huge. And, uh, and then about 11 years ago, a good friend of mine from high school decided he wanted to open a bank. And I got involved with Icon Bank and uh, became a board uh, director there and one of the founding members. And not knowing two years later that we would be given an opportunity to, to do a Twin Peaks franchise and start Avalanche Food Group. So how did that, um, how did Twin Peaks, either either you went to Twin Peaks or how did Twin Peaks come to you? How did that, that opportunity present itself? We were all at home watching an episode of Nightline on March 19th, 2008. And um, actually it was 2009. And the Nightline episode was showing how uh, big box retail spaces were available because of the real estate market and how three concepts were doing really well, one in being Twin Peaks. Caught our, caught our attention, obviously me being in real estate sitting at home at 10.30 at night, and John and Ricky being in the restaurant business, sitting at home watching it. Uh, the next morning we called, talked to each other, and uh, we said, hey, did you see this concept? Uh, yes, they, they, were, uh, they were approached uh, about getting the franchise, and uh, we met with the franchisors shortly thereafter. And um, the rest is kind of history. So you had obviously the restaurant experience. You had the real estate experience. Um, you had your built-in partners with, with, your, with your brother. But you'd never done a franchise concept before. You'd never been involved with the franchise business, right? That's correct. Uh, mm -hmm. Franchise model, this was the first time we were introduced to it. I had seen some of this uh, being in the board at Icon, seeing some other uh, mm -hmm. tenants or franchisees and so I was exposed to it a little bit, but not to the d level that we were exposed during the process of acquiring the franchise for Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's different. I mean, from, from creating your own concept and, again, truly being, let's say, your, your own boss, how does the dynamic between franchisee and franchisor, you know, work for you personally, you know, as, as an yeah. entrepreneur and professionally with, the, with either the, the guidance and the pros and cons of that? Yeah. Uh, good question. It, it, you know, when you're used to being your own boss and determining what you're going to put in the sauce and what, how the menus are going to look and how the restaurant's going to look, to all of a sudden being told, hey, guy, your restaurant's going to look like this. You're going to spend money here. Uh, this is the menu you're going to like. Uh, you like it or not, this is the menu you're going to go with. And if you don't like the marinara sauce, tough. You know, you may have a better marinara sauce, but this is the marinara sauce you're going to use. Mm -hmm. And my brothers and I always joke with the fact that their marinara sauce is not as good as mom's. <laughs> so, yeah. But there've got to be a lot, again, a lot of pros to that. So now you've got kind of proof of concept. You go in there. There's obviously something you looked at and said from a, again, from a business standpoint, we've got a lot of choices, let's say, in terms of franchise. We're, we're choosing, we're, we're going to go all in on this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the concept when we saw it on Nightline was, uh, it was intriguing, um, obviously, Cold beer, great food, and beautiful women. I mean, what what's bad about that? <laughs> um, we visited several sites, uh, Twin Peaks sites that were already in existence in Dallas, and uh, we we liked what we saw. We liked the consistency of, the, of of what we saw, and that's what you get in a franchise. You get a system. You're buying into a system that's already proven. It takes a lot of the guesswork out. I mean, we we were all restaurant tours prior to Twin Peaks. But it's just a different scale. It's um, everything's more polished, more thought through. Whereas uh, when you're in a 
having your own shop and your mom and pop, you're one, more one-dimensional than you are or you should be. How do you guys make decisions I'm saying, you know, as a group, as partners also? I mean, we, in, in a number of areas, but I go back to one in particular, like you've got that location on the corner of 59 and Kirby, mm-hmm, which has is, which is worked out quite well for you. Mm-hmm. But, but prior to, let's say, your being there, that location was not exactly a hit for, for a lot of other concepts that, w- that went in there. So when you're faced with kind of decisions or the realtor brings you over to, to a spot, you know, how do you, and, and I guess Ricky and John, do you guys get together and make a decision and go, okay, we're going to roll that, we're going to go in on this, you know, we're going to go in on this space, you know, over here, or we know it hasn't worked for this, or somebody say it may have been, you know, cursed in an article before, but you know what, we're going to, we're risking it. We're going to, we're going to do it. You know, we're, how did those decisions kind of get made? And again, you know, I look at the kind of the courage, the balls factor of saying, okay, didn't work for the last two or three guys in here, but we're going in. We're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, lots of uh, lots of balls for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's no doubt. I think in business, uh, you, you got to have them. Um, you got to be able to put them on the table too. So uh, we have, we, when we opened our Webster store in uh, August of 2010, and uh, Webster just really kind of set the tone for the for the entire company at the time. We, that was the 11th store, and our first store for Avalanche Food Group. It set the tone for the rest of the company because the AV, AVUs uh, were not where we were at Webster. So uh, it, it brought a lot of attention to what we were doing. Uh, we didn't reinvent the wheel by any, any stretch of imagination, but I think we, we put our fingerprint on the brand. And just, you know, we're family guys. We... Um, we like food. We're foodies, so we're really particular in the kitchen. We're really uh, particular just in general. Um, so it was when we saw the results of that, it was really a lot easy, a lot easier, I should say, to, uh, to to go forward and open other restaurants in different locations. Uh, that Kirby Fifty Nine location is right where we wanted to be. Uh, that's on the corner of Main and Main, and. We know there's been several different restaurants before, and it was uh, it's a no-no in the restaurant business to, to do that. But we thought the brand really has a lot of legs, no pun intended. But uh, we thought that it was going to do well there, and and it proved to be right. And we've got a great team. That's one thing I, we have to really be thankful for. We've got a great management team um, and supporting cast. And if you don't have that, you don't have a company. We're 900 strong now in, in employees, and, and that's happened in eight years. So it's wow. been a, a pretty rapid growth for us. You, so in talking about Avalanche, Avalanche Food Group, because there's the Twin Peaks brand, obviously, which you own and you operate the, the restaurants and the franchises that you do, but Avalanche is, is yours. What, is, what does Avalanche stand for? You know, what, do you, what do you want Avalanche to stand for, whether you – know, it's through the Twin Peaks brand or through other projects and concepts that you guys may, may get involved in? What's the value system or the ethos, if you will, of, of Avalanche? Uh, Avalanche, um, you know, we re- refer to as AFG. Uh, that's the acronym we use, Avalanche Food Group. But internally, as part of the culture, A is for accountability, uh, F is for family, and G is for greatness. So uh, although we want to instill a family feel to a company that's 900 strong now, it's really hard to do. So you really have to count on your, on your downstream to really help deliver the message mm-hmm. to totally. the rest of the team. 
and, and that's that's the challenge obviously with any company is to, to make sure your core guys understand believe what you do and, and you lead by example um, but we have other ideas of what we want to do with Avalanche Food Group. Obviously, the engine right now is Twin Peaks, uh, eight stores strong. We're negotiating our ninth location. But we, we would like to bring out other concepts and other brands. And uh, we've been exploring some in the last uh, six to 12 months. So, um, you know, we're just kind of, we're very opportunistic. We've been that way from the way we select our uh, management team, the way we select our location. Mm-hmm. and that's where we're going to operate going forward with if we take on any of the additional concepts. Being opportunistic in the marketplace for, for opportunities that exist, whether it be with people, places, or concept. What are you, what are you seeing in, in the marketplace? And since, you, since you've gotten into this, you've obviously seen a lot of changes um, and what kind of works and what may not work. You know, what, are the, what are the things that you're interested in? What kind of opportunities are you seeing in, in the marketplace right now? Well, I think uh, fast casual is is uh, you know is uh, a concept that we're looking at. Quick service is also another. Uh, there's a lot of restaurant seats uh, out there, so people have a choice, have lots of choice to go when it's time to eat. Um, the good thing is they got to eat, so uh, you know you've got different groups that that want to do different things. Twin Peaks obviously attracts 87 percent of a male. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have families. We do have women that come in, uh, so to, but the majority, it's it's the concept is very narrow and deep, as uh, as one of the co-founders would describe, Randy Dewitt, uh, is the concept is narrow and deep, and we we think that with any concept we bring on board, uh, it has to be the same. It has to be very narrow and very deep, in terms of a, a niche of what we're trying to do. We're not we don't want to be everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what we are. Yeah, we we've we've seen that recipe not work you know right. before you try to do, you try to please everybody end up pleasing nobody you know right. in, in there for sure um working with family which will kind of shift gears a little bit here you know it, it's it's you and ricky and john you know and it's obviously one of the three tenants of the of the culture you just described in the afg with the ff being for for family describe working you know with with family i mean you guys Again, knowing you, I mean, you spend a lot of time together. You walk into your offices. I mean, and the three of you are in the same same room. You know, you look on the walls, and it's pictures of the three of you guys vacationing together. You know, right. hunting together, going to sporting events together. That's that's a lot of time. You know, and 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 business isn't all you know a picnic. You know, in there either. Describe the working dynamic between between you and your brothers. Uh, it's very unique. Uh, very um, unusual to see any family member work together, uh, but we have uh, something really special. I mean, um, we we have to give credit to where credits due. Uh, the apple doesn't fall uh, far from the tree. That's the way we were brought up. Look, I think it's. Um I think it's great. I mean, as you said, and a lot of people can't pull that kind of thing off. And it's touching to see, you know, the emotion that you speak with about about your brother and working with family um, in there. And that's got to be something to the recipe, you know, to the secret sauce of, of being being successful. You know, having people that got your front and, 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 and have your back, you know, also. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, um, 
there are days that, and I, I always remind everyone that uh, you know, there is no oldest, youngest, middle. Uh, Ricky signs all the checks for the entire company. He signs my, my check. <laughs> so I'm reminded every two weeks uh, mm. that it's not about any one of us individually. It's about all of us to collectively. So, mm. uh, you know, one day he'll have a great idea, and next day I may have the great idea. And uh, the good thing, there's three of us. So, you know, we're always going to win some the conversation because two tend to sway. <laughs> so that, that makes it nice. I'm glad we didn't have four of us in the family. Mm-hmm. That would have been more difficult. But it is a, a, a difficult thing to do. Uh, we've had our moments, as, as, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, if you have fa- family gatherings at Thanksgiving, you can only imagine how many times it happens when you're, mm-hmm. when you're with each other as much as we are. Matter of fact, they dropped me off here today because my car's in the shop. <laughs> We should get we should get we should get him in, okay? We'll pat we'll patch him in by phone and see whether you're telling the truth or not. Yeah, you know, on, right. on on all this. That's right. Do you guys? I mean, you're similar in, in a lot of ways, you know, and you, but there's certainly certainly differences. I mean, do you have certain areas are, that again you gravitate to, and certain strengths, you know, that, that you focus on within the company, you know? And he said, Ricky signs the checks, you know. Who's more the operations guy? You know, who's more the the back of house? Who's more the front of house? You know, you said early on, you go, Dad, today you get the front of the house, and I'm going to the back. Maybe you know something about that now. You know, how do you, who who kind of, you know, how do you break up that kind of the kind of skill set? I guess if you will, you said, you know what, I'm not doing that. You go learn that. You know, that's not something I'm going to go deal with. Yeah, no, it's a good question because you have to you have to uh, decide who's. But everyone's roles and responsibilities are going to be. We we uh, definitely understand each other's roles, and I think it's important to do that in our business. Uh, it helps us to pick up in case something happens. Um, John and Ricky, obviously, Ricky handles more of the creativeness, uh, creativity, I should say, of the restaurant. When we take a, a, a former box and try to convert it as construction and, and design, uh, and attention to detail are, are amazing. Uh, and he brings that to the company wide, obviously. Uh, John is, is definitely uh, operations as well, strong operations, uh, back of the house, food. Um, and it, for me, it's it's been real estate for 30 years, so selecting sites, mm-hmm. uh, being on the board of a bank, obviously with finance. Uh, so I just kind of gravitated to the real estate finance uh, side of, of uh, the part of the business. So um, that's kind of how we compartmentalize our, our categories and roles. What do you do outside, out, out, outside of work? What do you do to, to kind of blow off some steam, to get, get away from it? Are you able to even eat in the restaurants yourself and really relax and enjoy them? Or, or is it, are, you, are you in too deep, you know, that you're always looking at everything else? You know? the, we, we eat at our restaurants. We have a new menu rollout. We try out new items, uh, but we, you know, the restaurants are designed for our cl- our clients to have fun, our customers mm-hmm. to have fun in, and um, we really don't spend a lot of time there. Uh, with terms of we we go in and visit with our GMs and our managers, our staff, uh, make sure the restaurants are clean and kept up to the to the standards which we want, mm-hmm. uh, and we expect them to be. Uh, outside of that, it's it's all business. I mean, um, we don't conduct pleasure in business. It's, it's never been something we we've done from day one. Uh, we didn't grow up that way and we certainly aren't going to run our company that way. And so we, we go blow steam, you know, we, we go other places, other cities and, uh, and do it. We like watching 
sports and obviously the concept is very sports driven so we like that from the standpoint of we go see an MMA fight or a boxing match or football game or basketball games we, we, we get, that's kind of a way for us to get away from it all uh, and we just spend a lot of times with our families I've got two children uh, Ricky's got four children and John's got two children and we all spend time with our families because the restaurants are very demanding as you know and uh, so we spend a lot of time with our families uh, we do like to hunt fish so that's kind of an escape, and I like wine, so I'm, I'm a I'm a wino. I like to drink wine and, mm-hmm. and collect wine, and so uh, my wife and I like to go to restaurants and drink good, good wine. You talked a little bit also about you know that the the business being all consuming, but at the same time that you're not in the restaurants all the time because that's that's impossible, you know, to be at be at everyone. So how do you as as again you're up to nine hundred also? How do you motivate? kind of an inspire, you know, that, that team under you, again, to keep things running up to the standards, again, that you want. So that you you feel, again, that the AFG values are being kind of really kind of drilled down, you know, at, at every level along there. Because you know, that, that's tough to do if you're not visible, you know, a lot all the time. So how do you, how do you perpetuate that down, I guess, down through the chain of, chain of command? Well, we've got directors of operation, the VP of operation, uh, ourselves, our uh, GMs and managers, obviously, that we expect to to, to hand the uh, batons off to to their downstream and, and their entire staff. Uh, it is difficult. Um, 900 employees to be on the same sheet of music sometimes is, is difficult to do. But uh, we're only as good as the last guy on the bench, and uh, we remind our staff of that. Uh, I think that message resonates from someone that sits starting role or the guy that's sitting on the starting bench, they understand that anyone can be replaced, um, not in a threatening way, but, you know, if, I, if, if I'm down or on my luck or I'm having a bad day, you know, I know that the guy next to me is going to pick up, and that's what it's about. It's about team. Um, it's not about any one of us individually, the same way we, it is with John, Ricky, and myself. When we make decisions for the company, it's never been about, well, does it benefit Ricky if we do this, or does it benefit John or myself? How does it benefit our entire company? Does our company get stronger by making this one decision? And when you, when you quite frankly, just break it down that simple, you make the right choices. Mm-hmm. It's when we try to always think about ourselves or our families, and don't get me wrong, it's important, obviously, to take care of family. But... If we take care of our families, our family's going to be taken care of. If we take care of those 900 families, then our families will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, uh, it's making sure we serve the masses. Uh, that's what it's about. So where do you see AFG headed in, in, the, in the future, in the next, in the next couple of years? Um, where, do, where do you and your brothers want to take the, take the brand? Well, we've got five stores in Houston currently. Uh, we've got one in Indianapolis, as you alluded to. We have one in Corpus Christi and one in Beaumont. Uh, we have the rights to uh, open stores in College Station, uh, Laredo, McAllen, and a couple more in Indianapolis. Um, so we've got a 15-unit agreement that we've uh, signed. Uh, we're negotiating our ninth location in Fort Bend County currently. Uh, other concepts are obviously something we're going to be looking to because we, w- we don't want to be one-dimensional. 
the strong the brand is very strong we have no reason to doubt the brand uh, whatsoever but it's good for us to have a diversification within food mm -hmm. uh, like we said earlier there's different ways people want to go eat fast casual fine dining quick service so about finding concepts that are very narrow and deep and uh, and we're going to take our time so as far as you know a timeline we, we don't put a pressure on ourselves that we have to we have, we have to perform this many stores. We want, it, we, we want to be opt opportunistic. That's, the, that's how we've, the concept was founded that way. We were founded that way, and we've grown that way. So we don't want to deviate from what's worked for us. We're going to be opportunistic and uh, wait for the right people, places, and concepts to come. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're out there. You know, and we're engaged with a couple of, co uh, couple of different you know, uh, individuals and concepts now currently. But, uh, you know, it's got to be done where it's a win-win for everyone. Mm. Now, and you, and you really like that, the, the kind of the franchi franchise concept model, it seems like, about the idea of being able to look at different concepts, kind of evaluate them and take them, again, versus, you know, creating, let's say, creating your own or, do, or doing a shop on your own, right? I mean, that's, you, you like that model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we're not uh, adverse to, uh, I mean, obviously th this concept has allowed us to uh, open our eyes a little bit wider. Uh, we've learned a lot the last eight years. We could certainly, um, with the infrastructure we have, uh, you know, taking a, a one-off one and in, in, in franchising, creating a franchise model with that is certainly something we wouldn't be opposed to doing or uh, or not um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be a franchise it can be a, a one-off or two-off concepts that, that really has some some validity and legs that it can do something with they just don't have necessarily the capital or the infrastructure which mm -hmm. we built so we can plug and play with mm -hmm. we've got a, a great team we've got a um, like I said senior vice president of the office we've got an accounting department uh, we've got a, a training marketing facilities manager We've kind of built a, an incredible in-house machine now that we can plug and play great concepts with. You really, you really have, and I've watched this team kind of evolve and grow over the years also. What do you look for you know, in, in individuals to, to join your team? I mean, again, it's so unique in that it is family first, you know, and it's so tight. I mean, they've got to pass muster, if you will, with, with three roses, you know? I mean, yep. um, and that relationship can't be severed. Family's always always family, whether you agree or disagree you know, in all this. But it's also got to be a little intimidating for somebody from the outside coming in and a certain kind of person, I would imagine, coming in and going, oh, well, there's three of them, you know? And they all have the same, you know, last name. But what do you guys look for, um, you know, in, in somebody to to join your team before you make that investment in them also? We look at uh, the acronym AFG. I mean, you alluded to family, that, uh, being accountable. The A for accountability, the F for family, and the G for greatness. Um, you know, we, we always tell our, st our staff and our management team that, you know, don't mistake in family for the ability for you to be weak if we can forgive you because we're family. Don't use that against us. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we have to be accountable to each other. You know, we have to be accountable that we build stores the right way. That we have to be accountable to our bank, that we make our note payment. We have to be accountable to our landlord. We have to be accountable yep. to our employees. 
and they have to be accountable to everybody in that building. When we turn over a $5 million building over to somebody, um, you know, they, they have to be held accountable and they've got to be great. And yeah, we got to treat them like family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where they've come from, we, we obviously, John and Ricky is, have done a very good job of uh, secret shopping the, the team before we actually get to interview them. And it, it is a little intimidating for people. I, I wouldn't want to be in that seat. I mean, uh, we, there's four chairs in the office and we sit in three of them and then the hot seat is next to us. And I mean, you can just see people squirm and people break out and sweat. We try to tell them, hey, relax. You know, that's, we, that's why we're in a house atmosphere. Our office is a uh, house atmosphere. Yeah, that's why you don't turn on the air conditioning either though, right? No, we turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> we always ask them what, shoe, what uh, their shoe, shop, shoe size is. And there's a, we live by the by a creek, so mm-hmm. of course the creek there is there. So. <laughs> but you have you've had kind of remarkably remarkably low turnover, you know, um, and in an organization. And again, as it's grown, it's been it's been interesting and and, and cool to watch guys move up, you know, within your organization as they've gone. We've seen kind of from from one store, you know, to maybe being kind of local to regional, and now maybe even you know national as you guys continue to continue to expand, you know, in all of those areas. Um, so again, you know, I think, a, you know, a, a testament to you guys living, you know, and practicing what you, what you also preach, you know, in, in there, uh, in there, in there as well. Uh, what keeps you up at night? Like, what do you, what do you worry? What are you worried about? I don't take success for granted because I've been on the other side of that. Um, so failure keeps me up at night. Not that that's a, uh, an equation or I think about that a lot, but look, I mean, we got blood in our veins, you know, and, and anyone tells you that they don't have fear, they're full of shit. Um, because you have to have fear. Fear keeps you grounded so that you make the right decisions. So you don't let your ego take over. So to have a little fear is good. In my in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, it just keeps you accountable. And make sure you make the decisions from your head, not from your ego. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy for it's for for an individual or individuals to get a little success. We've seen it in sports. We've seen it in business. We've seen it all over the place. Mm-hmm. That success not handled correctly could be the root of evil. So failure helps. Uh, grounded and you know yeah i mean that, that keeps me up at night at times i think about wow we got a lot of debt we got a lot of employees that, that this is real stuff it's mm-hmm. not like something you're reading you're you're living it and you're going okay i mean we got to keep making it's like spinning plates at the circus you know the guy that spins <laughs> plates that's why i can always tell people it's like that for us i mean when you start spinning the first couple of plates no problem when you get to the fourth or fifth plate and you go look at the first plate and it's starting to wobble Mm-hmm. You're going, oh shit! I got to go back over there. So it, it's that, and that's what we kind of tell our team is that we got to keep the plates spinning, and it works for us because we're in the hospitality business. <laughs> so we have literally plates, and we got to keep mm-hmm. the plates spinning. We, we have to always keep a track of how the plate. And just because you're spinning that that you just left that plate and it's doing well, doesn't mean it's going to keep spinning for. Mm-hmm. Forever, you got to get yep. over there and give it some attention. Mm-hmm. You got to give it some love, hands on, not just looking at it. But so, yeah, I mean, it's it's there's a lot to there's a lot to look at, a lot to 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 uh, to what we do, 
And uh, so, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question with fear, but that's that's it. No, it just started making me think about all the plates that I've got spinning too. Yeah. <laughs> we have everybody right. out there going, okay, which one which one needs a little bit of love, you know? Yeah. Which one needs a little bit more more spinning, um, you know, on there? Because you know, look similarly, and 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 I relate to all all these stories. I think when we even first met, I think we were about 50, 60 people, you know, at, at our firm doing a different different level of business, you sure. know, if, if you will. Um, and and in a period of seven, you know, seven years, you know, start to reevaluate, okay, is this where even I'm going to be, you know, forever, if you will? Um, right. What's our culture? What's our va- What are our values? How are we going to grow this to the next level? What part you want to have? Again, the, those plates, you know, start spinning again. What kind of clients do you want to work with and that do you want to go after? Um, just as you evaluate different concepts and you say, okay, so, you know, start looking at, at prospective clients or current relationships and say, which ones are you really passionate about? You know, which ones do you really want to want to go after? And as we've grown and, and basically doubled in size, you know, you're up to 900, we're at a, you know, 110 at this point. Wow. You walk in at the beginning and you know everybody. A couple of years later, you walk in and you don't, you know, but again, how do you how do you show it some love? How do you, again, make sure you do try to know everyone and, and, and have the ethos and, and, uh, and the values, you know, passed down? So now, now you just got me thinking about plate spinning, you yep. know, <laughs> plate spinning and, and where do I go after this and which one needs a little bit more of attention, you know, sure. um, and, and the balance of it, of it all. Um, do you find differences a little bit just between, because now you, between your local your local operations and what you can kind of see and touch and, and, and deal with here, um, and your operations and let's say like Indy, you know, Beaumont, you know, Corpus that maybe you can't touch, you know, as much and, and look everybody in the eye the same way. How does? Well, certainly there is, you know, uh, there's a there is a little bit of a challenge when you're 1,200 miles away or or 80 miles away versus being 10 miles away, uh, but we've got directors of operations and that visit the sites. Um, on a daily base, there's always someone in our building. Um, so whether it's a VP or a DO or, or one of us, we're we're in our buildings. I mean, you know, we have to we have to keep the plates spinning. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it's and it's important that different people go because you get a different perspective. So you may go up there and see something that I may have missed, mm-hmm. or vice versa. So you may have an, a, an eye for. For one particular part of the restaurant industry, and I have another, so the different perspective. You know, no one grows up to be a, a CFO or a CEO or a GM. I mean, there's, there's no class to become a CFO. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of gravitate toward things in life. And uh, but the challenge of being in our stores uh, is tough as you open more stores. But we got a team that is being held accountable to be in the stores. Not to mention the GM's in charge. He's a sheriff in that store. And uh, you know, he's got a lot of incentives to make certain that the, the store is kept up in the standards. Where there's audits that are being done, uh, surprise visits. Uh, we, sh- we mystery shop our, our stores uh, twice a, a month. Um, so we know what's, what's going on in the stores from different. And we, we got tied into to technology to allow us to get in our stores and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. What are you excited about, particularly that's going on with 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 the company and with the brands? Yeah, 
you know, right right now. Um, I mean, we talked about it even before we kind of started the show a little bit that, you know, I was just in one of the locations the other day and was excited to see some of the new menu options you know, in there. You know, one of the things we tend to talk about a lot uh, on, on the show, we tend to talk about food, tend to talk about fitness, you know, tend to, and and I was really pleasantly surprised to see some some healthier entrees and some healthier options that were that were on there. Um, and what do you? I mean, so that excited me. But what what things in general are are you excited about? You know, as well. We we love food, as I, as I alluded to earlier. We love food, and we're real particular about food. And uh, that's got to be done right. We're a restaurant. I mean, what attracted us to Twin Peaks is this is a scratch made concept meaning that you actually cook in the restaurant. I know that mm-hmm. sounds weird, but most restaurants just pry open a box out of the freezer and dump it in a fryer, and voila, there's your meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything in the restaurant or on the menu is made from scratch. Our sauces, our queso, everything. Uh, the only thing you'll find in our freezer are, are uh, ice uh, mugged, uh, beer mugs, and, uh, and, our, and our fries. That's it. And, of course, ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, outside of that, everything's made from scratch. So uh, it's nice to see the menu change every six months. So we'll bring on a few more items, and six items will come off. Uh, we're we're in uh, testing right now some ribs in mm-hmm. Webster right now, or a vegan burger and a turkey burger uh, is being tested right now in Webster along with some ribs. And they're doing very well. Uh, you know, you got guys that want to come in and eat clean. I mean, I like eating clean, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I, I don't like a lot of sauces on my food, and, and I like to eat dry food and, and clean food. So, And I could do that anywhere, any restaurant you go to. You, you can just ask. Sure. We, I mean, we accommodate people all the time, mm-hmm. you know, that want to come in. Hey, I only want to – we got bodybuilders that want to eat just chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. Don't put anything on it. Just grill it with no butter. No problem. We can do that. We can do anything. Grill asparagus. Yeah, again, because you're not you're not out of the box. You're you're, no. cooking, you're cooking that stuff scratch there. And again, the opportunity to be able to 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 please a wide array, you know, of, of individuals. So, you know, look, I can look for different things on a Tuesday. The way you know, on Tuesday is not sure. the way that I want to eat necessarily. You know, on a Saturday watching the ball game. You know, right in there too. Right. Uh, so yeah, I've always I've always appreciated that about the concept as well. Is that it? Well, you can have your eats, you can have your drinks, you can certainly have your scenic views, but sure. it, but at the end of the day, the food's got to be the food's got to be good in there in there too. It doesn't work if the food if the food's not good. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had you know because of the brand, obviously the the spouse will go home and the wife will ask where'd you go or significant other go where'd you go to lunch today? Oh, I went to Twin Peaks. Oh, well, I know why you went to Twin Peaks, and the husband has to explain. No, no, no. Or the boyfriend, you know what? We're gonna go to Twin Peaks next week, and I'm gonna take you there. And it's amazing. That's how a lot of the women come back because they actually go, the food is really good. I see why the guys come in here. Obviously, the girls are nice. The <laughs> beer's cold, but the food is actually good. And it's nice to see them come in with their girlfriends and have ladies night with their, they come in our restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, which is really smart on their part because we've got a, lot of re- got a lot of guys in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt at all. Well, accountability, family, greatness, AFG, Avalanche Food Group, Joe Rosa, thank you very much for your time today being on the Greg Scheinman Podcast. Please send my best to John and Ricky, and congrats on all your success, and best of luck moving forward. It's been a fun ride with you. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate everything you and Inns Group has done for us as well. You know, we don't, uh, like we talked about earlier, the team concept. 
you know, we have a great team. You're part of our team. And Thank we you. appreciate what your efforts and what you've done for us. Appreciate it. All good things to come. Thank you very much. The Greg Scheinman Podcast was presented by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit innsgroup.net. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.